Yes, that's right. Live back in action by the law of attraction. The third and three podcast gives you your Wednesday night satisfaction. This show is presented by our peeps at the sports column with a shout out to Frank and Joey P. Starting their show in the near, very near immediate future. It should be freaking awesome. But let's introduce first, far from the worst, the best, better than all the rest. Live in action, Miss Tricky Nikki Gist is here. How are you doing? I am good. Surprise, everybody. I'm on cam tonight, so everyone can shut up now. Thank you. Now, doing good, like I said. Got that fresh Botox. I feel a little bit of a mess for my workout, but other than that, good. But looking fantastic, and we're glad to have her live on screen. It's a beautiful thing. My main man, Damien, you know it. Nobody's even close to this host. I give you the real deal, Damien Adams, my man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, I am so glad to be with you guys on another Wednesday night. And I'm looking forward to the football conversations today. It's going to be a really good episode. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of football to go to today. There's no question about that. I can't wait. I'm psyched. This should be a great show. Uh, Hey, they're all great shows. We have such a great time doing this. My name is Jason Fearman, along for the NFL ride tonight. We do have a lot of football to talk about. want to give a shout-out this week to Josh McKinney, host of the Four Quarters podcast, which is available every Wednesday night, ironically. Uh, And he's always got our back. So we want to pay it forward to him. We thank him a lot for always giving us a shout-out and bigged up third and three podcasts, which was absolutely huge. So we thank him for that. That was absolutely awesome. So uh, that's a shout out to Josh McKinney tonight. So follow him at Josh McKinney and listen to the Four Quarters podcast. It is awesome. Guy knows what he's doing. So with that, neighborhood news. Not a whole lot and not some great stuff, but at least for a couple of weeks away from training camp, guys, right? Yes, I'm very excited. Super excited. Training camp's on the way. They've announced some of the open practices. I was listening to a Saints podcast earlier. Like, yeah, they're going to have eight open practices. I'm like, oh, we're really getting close to it. They're announcing open practices. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm going to be watching somebody's YouTube, watching the open practices to see who's looking better between Jameis and Taysom. I can't wait. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. that's It really is a big talk down there. You know, obviously, you know more than I do right now. But mm-hmm. they are talking about that a lot, Nikki. They really are. That quarterback battle, I don't know. I, I think they may, may use two of them. I really think that Taysom Hill and Winston are going to be like maybe 60-40, 70-30 at, at worst, something like that. Yeah, They're both going to play. They're both definitely going to play. Because your, your quantum leap is Jameis Winston this year, right? Yes, I predicted that Jameis Winston would take a quantum leap, leap, leap. <laughs> yes, that was my prediction. And I think that Taysom will continue. He'll get a few more snaps at QB, but I don't think it'll be like 70 30. I don't think it'll be that much. I can see it more like, no, I don't think it'll be that much. I see it more like 90 to 10 or 95 5. You'll see a few more snaps at QB, but I think we'll utilize him more as a running back tight end wide receiver he'll be all over the field he'll definitely be on the field more but i don't think it'd be at qb as much so he'll just be a much better version of what tim tebow is supposed to be kind of thing yeah (laughs) if tim tebow would have stayed in the league he could have been a slower Taysom hill pretty much (laughs) (laughs) that's about it with the wrong as well which is really not that good 
Uh, something else that's not that good. Nikki, did you hear about this? Uh, Richard Sherman, former 49er and Seahawk, got arrested for burglary and domestic violence. This came out of nowhere to me because I know him to be a very intellectual guy. I also know him to be a very hyped up guy when he plays yeah. football. I don't know him outside of that. But when you heard about this, what, what was your first thought? Well, I was mad because I was at work and I saw the headline quickly and I couldn't really read about it. So do you guys have any details? Like, was anything? Well, here's here's what I heard that. That he was it was Wednesday morning, I believe, or something like that. And this morning and he was trying to get in and get into a house or break into a house. So if he did or not, I'm not sure. But from what I understand, the. The cops were, excuse me, Richard Sherman was outside the house and then had an altercation with the cops as well. So which led to his actually being jailed without bail. Yeah, that's what I heard. It was a family member, uh, his apartment, our house that he was trying to get into. I don't know the backstory of what exactly happened. Like you said, we don't know Richard Sherman to be a hothead off the field. Right. Um, But with football players, a lot of times that aggression when we look at these situations, that aggression they use on the field, unfortunately, lapses off to off the field. Um, so you just got to wait back and see some more information. Hopefully, you know, it didn't escalate to a point where he's going to be, you know, facing real jail time and it's something that he learns from. And he's a free agent right now. So it's definitely going to hurt him in that aspect. So people are going to be scared to touch him. I know the Saints probably were looking at him. We need another cornerback. There's a lot of teams that could use another cornerback right now. And I still think Richard Sherman has enough legs to be a good number two for somebody's team. Um, but now people are going to stay away from him. Uh, yeah, most likely. And look, he's 33 years old. He's past his prime. Obviously, he's a football player. So, yeah, adding that on to it, he's not going to get paid big money if he does get to play at all anywhere, Nikki. So um, this one's a tough one for Richard Sherman going forward. And I, when you get jailed without any bail, I mean, that's that says a lot. That means that there was something really to it. Again, I don't know, so I can't speak the facts, but it, it's got to be a big deal with all these, uh, you know, allegations that we're hearing. Yeah, that's not good. A family member's house. I wonder if it was like an ex or something, or was he married? Or you know, so that's a good Chris, question. Yeah, Chris chimed in on Facebook. Chris from Drop the Balls podcast. Check his podcast out. Um, he said that his wife called the cops. Uh, it was a two-minute convo between her and the dispatcher. Huh. Okay. So, uh, how, how long was it? Said two minute convo. Two minute conversation. Yeah, between the wife and the dispatcher. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, I guess we're going to find out a lot more about this. This is brand new news, so we're just going along with it as we hear it right now. So going away from that, um, something a little funny. Uh, Patrick Mahomes having a little fun at that. Uh, there was some American golf outing. I don't know exactly what it was called, but one of the guys was talking to Patrick Mahomes and said. Better watch out for that Justin Herbert. And Patrick Mahomes was like, I'll believe it when I see it. And was he like, Nikki, was you think he was for real? Or he was like, like Joe. I mean, that's like kind of like a strong statement. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, he threw 31 touchdowns last year, 10 interceptions, whatever. But yeah, of course we got to see more. But do you take that as like a little jab at him? Or do you think that maybe it sounds like it, right? Yeah, that's a jab. Of course it is. I thought yeah. so. How else do you take it? I, I wouldn't yeah. take it lightly. I'd be pissed. <laughs> right the, yeah. I think that uh, I think young Herbert should take it as motivation. 
uh, I don't Patrick Mahomes doesn't strike me as the the asshole type to really go at somebody yeah. in that way. Um, but I think it was more of a like, all right, let me let me see what he really has. Let me challenge him a little bit and see uh-huh. what he can really do. And I think that that's the way Herbert should take it as a challenge to show up in his sophomore year and really live up to the hype of what he did in his rookie season. Because he's got a lot of expectations. I've seen some lists yeah. that have him top 10 this year as far as QBs going into this year. So there's a lot of expectations there. Can he live up to it? I think that's what Mahomes is asking. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, he was ranked. They did a quarterback rankings on uh, ESPN, and they had him ranking the top ten, actually number ten overall. And I find that, I guess, maybe projecting forward, Nikki. But I wouldn't have him in the top ten just yet. I love what he did last year, but we got to see more. Would you agree? Yes, it seems like uh, a little premature. You know, um, I would not go top ten yet with him. No, no way. Nah. What about you, Dean? Would you? No, not top 10. I'm actually going to do a top 10 QBs on my podcast, The Real Deal with Amy and Adams, um, this upcoming weekend. Um, So I'm looking into the list now. It is a tough list to make, uh, especially with, you know, QBs who are in the top 10 who may not play this year. Uh, So if you add that in, maybe Justin Herbert can get in there if you're taking QBs out. But if you're going with all the QBs who are, quote unquote, active, I don't think he's in the top 10 yet. I definitely could see him top 15 because of what he did. Yeah, I could dig that. I could dig that. Um, top 15, yeah. I mean, look, he came out really strong. It would be weird if he regressed a whole lot. I mean, maybe he's not 31 and 10 again, but we'll see. And if anybody's going to contend with the Chiefs in that division, it looks like it's probably going to be the Chargers. They're going to be on the rise, I think. But uh, AFC West, we're going to save that division for another day. We're going to do AFC North this week and that is mount play a player but we got more to get to before that we got to close out neighborhood news with the nba playoffs which is uh game four tonight damien and the suns are up two to one the bucks came back strong uh Giannis has been nuts you know 40 points you know all these rebounds just you know going crazy and he cannot be stopped so they create the great wall of Giannis. and i was playing missy ellie you know get your greek freak on you know that was the whole like <laughs> Get your Greek freak on. <laughs> so um, I don't know, man. What do you think? Do you think that they could tie it up tonight? And then, you know, we could talk about it going forward. But what about the game tonight? They definitely can tie it up. If they play like they played in game three, they definitely can do that. Um, on the road, you see the signs are not going to shoot the way they shot at home. In the two home games, they were shooting out of the gym. Game two, they shot 50% from three-point land, making 20 out of 40. That's crazy, right? In game three, they shot very low from the field. They're going to meet somewhere in the middle, most likely, in this game. Um, but the Bucks have adjusted to what they were doing defensively, and they were able to take away the role players that the Suns had rolling. It's like Mikael Bridges was rolling in game two and was non-existent in game three. Uh, Devin Booker definitely going to play better in this game. He was a no-show in game three. Uh, the only one that really showed up was Chris Paul and uh, DeAndre Ayton, but Ayton was in foul trouble. So I think it's right. going to be a close game. He only played 24 minutes. He only played 24 minutes. That's a killer. Exactly. Yeah. So him being in foul trouble, he was balling when he was in, hit mid-range jumpers. He really yep. didn't have an answer for him, but the answer was to go at him on the offensive end, get him in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. So I think this game is going to be our first close game tonight. It's going to be like, I hope, a classic, like one of those games that come down to the wire because I think all the adjustments have been made. Both teams know each other at this point. So now you're going to get us a – a game of wills, right? Who just has that willpower to, even though you know what I'm going to do, you know I'm coming in the lane, 
I'm still yeah. going to score. It's going to be that yeah. type of game. I think it's going to be just a uh, just just back and forth, really tough game. Uh, I got Milwaukee winning tonight. I'm gonna go 104, 102 in a classic tonight. And I think they don't have an answer for Giannis. If the floor is spread, they can't stop Giannis. He's on a mission right now, and at home it's super quiet. It was crazy how quiet it was when he was shooting free throws. Like yeah. so, he's he's yeah. he's in the zone there. He can concentrate, yeah. meditate at the free throw line. <laughs> yeah, he, he's good to go there. <laughs> So I think that this will be a really good game. I got the Bucks winning. Drew Holiday showed up in a big way last game. I think he's going to continue to play well. I've been joking about what type of holiday he is. The first two games. <laughs> the first two, yeah, so the first two games, he was like a holiday that you don't get off, right? He was like Groundhog's Day, President's Day, you know, April Fool's Day. Yeah. And then on game three, he showed up like a four-day holiday. He was like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Christmas, oh, you know, like New Year's, New Year's Eve. It was like a real holiday that you care about. So I think in this game, he'll be one of those good holidays that you get off and that you, you spend time with family on, not one of the holidays <laughs> that you don't care about. Take that break between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. You've not taken the kids to a water park or something yeah. like that or, I don't know, whatever Number it may be. Break. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who you got tonight, Jay? I got to tell you, man, to me, it comes down to Devin Booker, who didn't play well, and Chris Middleton, who's yet to play really well. And yeah. I weigh them both, and I think Devin Booker's got it a little bit over Middleton. So he's going to be the guy to help out Paul and Aiton more than Giannis will get help from Holiday and Chris Middleton, I believe. Even though I do believe Middleton is ready for, to have a really nice game, I think Booker is going to go off tonight. I'm looking 35, 38 points. And, you know, maybe seven or eight assists or something like that. I see a really big game from him because he's got that much amount of skill. So I'm taking the Suns and they go up 3-1. I don't think that there's any coming back from that, but I could be wrong. So we're going up against each other tonight. We'll see as the game is will be going on while the show is going on. We'll be able to check out all the action. No question. Speaking of action, we got a lot of it right now. Let's do this thing. Okay. Applause and tomatoes. Nikki's favorite. Getting ready to wind up. Here we go. The pitch. And Nikki, what do we got? First tomatoes. Okay. Do you guys hear the debate on Get Up? Dominique Foxworth said Dak Prescott is better than Matt Stafford. Did you guys hear this? Did you see this the other day? No, I didn't see it, but I'd like to hear about this. (sighs) Okay. So the fact that here we go again with the Cowboys I'm annoyed. Like, of all people who have to pick, we have to pick the Cowboys. Again, we can't pick anybody else. Like, anybody up and coming? No. So, I really don't understand. They're trying to say that Dak has done more. But I would say that Matt Stafford has only had Megatron, right? And I think that Dak has had way more talent and way more of a supporting cast around him for his entire career. Matt Stafford went to Detroit. It's like where you go to die other than like the (laughs) Raiders. I mean, what was he doing in Detroit? What could you possibly expect Hmm. him to do? So for all the kids out there who think that Dak is it, listen, Dak, what did he, what is he without, you know, this offensive line? Nothing. Mediocre. Okay. If Zeke is not on point, he's not on point. And everybody who's saying Matt Stafford doesn't have an arm, I would say to you, you don't know football. You don't know the game. I would put Matt Stafford's arm, I'd put it up there with um, Aaron Rodgers. I think he's got one of the best arms in the league that we have seen. And just 
so I can drive my point home because I think that this is so freaking ridiculous that we have to compare it to Dak Prescott of all people. Let me just run down the numbers. This is one stat, total yards, Matt Stafford, 2020, 4,084. Dak, I know he was hurt, 1,856. Matt Stafford, 2019, 2,499. 2018, 3,777, 4,446, 4,327, 4,262, 4,257. Let's not forget, he comes in the league 2011, 5,038. Like, Dak's numbers, close, but Matt Stafford's doing it with no talent, literally no talent. So my argument is that I don't think that Dak Prescott is any better. If, in fact, I think he's got like the Philip Rivers condition where it's a Dak problem. You have the supporting cast. Matt Stafford doesn't. So I think the argument was ridiculous. And here we go again with the Cowboys. And I'm sick and tired of it. Well, I, well I, the tomatoes are all over the place on this one, Damien. There's no <laughs> doubt. And Nikki, without you knowing, because we don't rehearse shows at all, um, you're already um, teasing a segment that I had set up for us that I didn't tell you guys about which has to do with Dak and Matt Stafford are both in that conversation. So I can't oh, wait okay. to get to it. But you know what, Nikki? I got to tell you about your tomatoes. Yeah. You made a really great argument. You, you really could, at, When you first said it, I'm like, I'm thinking, no. I'm like, I like Dak more than Matt Stafford. But the points the disrespect that you, to Matt it's Stafford. It's definitely disrespect. The, the, issue. the players respect him. And that's something that we know, Damien and Nikki. The players respect Matt Stafford. You know, us and the, you know, people in the media, you know, they don't know as much. They look at the Lions and he's never won a playoff game. Whereas Dak, you know, has won, okay, one in a much shorter amount of time. I think Dak has all the tools to be as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But Matt Stafford, I think, may already be there. So your argument is really good. Whereas Dak had all this talent around him, including a great offensive line and a great running back at the peak of his career. Yeah. Uh, stepping into that, you know, after Tony Romo, uh, t- Tony Romo, excuse me. So, Damien, I don't know. What do you think about that? She makes a really good argument for Matt Stafford, and that's something we're going to talk about a little bit later. I do agree. Yeah. By the way, I'm, some- sorry, real, I'm sorry, Rooker. Chris does agree with you, Nikki, saying that Stafford is better than Dak. <laughs> yeah, I do agree with some of Nikki's point. I do think when it comes to the point where you said Dak is the issue like Phillip Rivers was, I disagree with that. Like, Last year, when Dak was playing before he got hurt, it definitely wasn't him. Like, that defense was horrible. Uh, I think that he has shown that he has the ability to be a winning quarterback if the defense is decent, right? And that's what we saw his first year as a starter um, when he came in for Tony Romo. So Dak is a good quarterback. Now, I do think Stafford is more talented just from a physical standpoint. You mentioned his arm is amazing. Uh, With Stafford, the thing that kind of makes you – gives you a cause to pause with Stafford is that his best years did come when he had maybe the most freakish athlete we've ever seen on a football field in Megatron. Right. And Detroit didn't give him much else. Right. He never had a dynamic running back. He had Reggie Bush one year who finally showed some potential that season when he was playing in Detroit. But the fact that Reggie Bush is the name that you think of when you think of the best running back during the time of Stafford's, you know, era there is definitely a bad sign. So I agree with you that Stafford just hasn't had the help around him to be great. But I do think that Dak has the talent to be just as good as, as Stafford, if not better, with more experience. I, I, and that's- the Rams. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Watch out for the Rams. Now Stafford <laughs> has talent. This is a top three defense. 
I'm I'm high on the Rams this year, and I'm low on the freaking Cowboys because I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we get the division rankings going in. Oh man, that's gonna be great when we get to the NFC. I can't wait to hear that. But no, good arguments on both sides. I, I love Dak. I think he's an excellent quarterback, and I also think that we're gonna see what Matt Stafford can really do for an NFL football team this year. So I know they lost a couple of guys on defense, but we'll see how they make it up over there. And, you know, we'll definitely get to more of that. So that's interesting, Nikki. That's a really good one to start the tomatoes off. Damien, what do you got? So my tomatoes are going at, it was, okay, it was inspired by a character from a TV show. So I started watching this show called uh, Private Practice. I don't know yes. if you guys you watched that, Nikki? Of course, Nick yeah. knows it. <laughs> it was like the Grey's Anatomy spinoff, right? I believe so. Yeah, I believe it is yes, a Grey's Anatomy spinoff. Yes, okay, I'm into yeah, it. So, All right, ooh, I want to hear these tomatoes. Let me show you. <laughs> so they put, the, they put that on Netflix, and I'm like, okay, let me check it out. And now I'm into the second season. Now, it's a good show. I'm not throwing it at the show or anything like that. But the main character, her name is Addison, right? Mm -hmm. And she's dating this cop. And she freaks out. Because the cop keeps getting calls on his phone. And he gets calls from this number that says Leslie, right? So she follows him after he says he has to go. And she ends up in the middle of a SWAT situation because she follows him and he's going to work. <laughs> and it happens to be a male Leslie who was calling him, right? <laughs> and the reason that she was having freaking out and not trusting him is because she cheated previously in her relationship yeah right and i guess it's probably coming back to nikki now uh she watched the show so she cheated on her husband who is now her ex-husband with his best friend and then turns around and not trust him so i'm throwing my okay. tomatoes at all you women and you men who mess up in previous relationships and then come to your next one and bring that baggage. So I'm yeah, throwing my tomatoes at you and your luggage. I hope that your luggage is stained with all the baggage you're coming with in the relationship. Stained tomatoes. <laughs> so all the so you can, and all the tomatoes just stains everything because I'm throwing my tomatoes at you guys, both men and women. I'm not excluding anybody, but it just happens to be a woman who inspired this with her character on the show. And this move this proves that she's a good actress because she got me as heated. So yes, <laughs> I'm throwing my tomatoes at at all those people who bring baggage from previous relationships and don't trust their current person because something they did previously. Nikki, I think he might've arrived with your tomatoes for the first time ever. It's amazing right there. How about I that? So. Hey. I think so. I'm here for it though. Right. <laughs> I love it. A couple of shout outs over there. Chris, you know, loving it. Appreciate everything. He's laughing his butt off over there. And now we got Lisa Bono over here. Love Nikki. Love that show that's that you guys mom. were talking about. That's, that's my mom. Okay. Hi, mom. What's up, mom? Hey, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> Mom's in the house. All right. All right. All right. So let me get to my tomatoes over here. And they at least revive themselves a little bit, Damien. But I'm talking about Team USA basketball. Like, how are you going to lose wow. to Nigeria and Australia? I know it's exhibition. I know the season just ended. And you can use all those excuses in the world. But those guys have been playing basketball also. So I don't want to hear that part. All right. They've been playing. They've been practicing. They have their own leagues in Europe and whatever other countries that, again, we're playing. I know that we, you know, finally got a big one against Argentina yesterday or the day before, whatever the hell it was. I can't keep track anymore. But that's embarrassing. Look, we got guys like Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard out there and Draymond Green, Zach Levine, all these great players, you know, and it's like we, we should be not just winning, but 
I feel like we should be dominating, but maybe Damien, the world has caught up like they had been over really the past maybe 10 to 12 years with so many European guys coming in. Giannis is not from the USA, as we know, and he's one of the best players in the NBA. So I'm guessing that other teams are, excuse me, other countries are taking this more seriously than maybe the USA does. And that's the problem I have with it, that maybe they're not giving it at all, but maybe these two losses was the kick in the ass they needed to get that win against Argentina and now move forward, exhibition games or not start winning what do you think yeah and plus we don't have our whole team over there yet so Devin Booker's on the yeah, team yeah. right uh Drew, Drew Holiday's on the squad as well um and you gotta think we don't have Steph there don't have LeBron there so we don't have our truly best squad there right now with the squad we still have it's still a gold medal type team and you got to remember these international teams have been playing together their whole adult lives right yeah because in a country where they're the best players, it's not like here in the USA where you have 30 some odd players that are fighting for these 12 spots and they don't play together normally. Our team Australia, Joe Ingles, Patty Mills, those guys have been playing together forever. So they, they know how to play with each other. They know the international rules. It's different than the NBA game. The way they call traveling is a lot different. Like they actually call it. <laughs> so it's different things in the international game compared to the NBA game, they have to get used to. I think they'll be okay come Olympic time, especially with the full roster there. And they'll win the gold medal, I believe, but it will be a challenge with teams like Australia. Uh, But you have to respect those teams because they have NBA players and they have the chemistry. So the world has, I wouldn't say they've caught up, but the world has enough talent to where we can't just expect to win even without our best people there. It used to be a time where we can send you know, our all NBA third team and win. Now we might have to send our best out there to win, but we still have the best talent. I would agree with that. We do need to send the best out there in order to win. And I think that these couple of games kind of gave us a little clue into that, but I agree with you. I think that they're, you know, going to move on and things are going to get better, obviously. And let's hope so, because we know that they have had several failures in the past in these Olympic games over here. And I think it starts, what, the 27th of July? Is that when this all gets going? Uh I believe so. I think uh, the they said the last NBA Finals game, if it goes seven, the Olympics start like the next day. So like the mm-hmm. t- the people who are being game seven, like Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, would have to literally fly after that game to Tokyo oh. to go to the Olympics. Oh, That's rough. That is yeah. rough. And that, again, that could be part of it. So no doubt. All right. Let me wrap it around with my tomatoes going to my applause over here. Pete Alonzo, my New York Mets man, wins it again. Second straight home run derby right there. And the All-Star game in general, guys, I know that people knock on the on the Major League Baseball All-Star game, but they really shouldn't. The home run derby is crazy. The fans freak out. There are 550-foot home runs. I don't care if they juice the balls or not. It's a big party. you got the other players going, oh, damn, you see how far he hit that? <laughs> it's awesome, you know? And you, then you got, like, some of the kids are over there, and they're playing, and, like, one great part was that um, this is a great story. Really quick, I'll tell it to you. Freddie Freeman was struggling. He plays for the Atlanta Braves, first baseman, Freddie Freeman. And he was struggling a little bit earlier in the year. And his son told him, Daddy, I need you to do better to make the All-Star break, to, to make the All-Star game. And he goes, he goes, he goes, well, okay, son, I'll do my best. But, you know, what, what do you think? Why? And he says, well, I want to meet Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he didn't care about his father at all. He just wanted to go meet Fernando Tatis Jr. And you know what? Yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr. one of the best players in Major League Baseball for the Padres right now. He embraced me, hugged him on TV and everything, and made that kid's freaking day. So that was awesome. And so the MLB All-Star Game, it, you know, all-encompassing all together. Um, I, th- I've, I really thought it was great, the home run derby. The game itself wasn't great. The uniforms sucked, you know, but I think a lot of the, the hoopla going on before that was energetic, and, and I really liked it, and I really liked it. I don't know if you guys caught any of it, did you? Not many people um, did, so don't feel bad. Yeah, I didn't catch the game. I caught a little bit of the home run derby. Again, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get back into baseball. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going at a snail's pace right now, trying to get back into it. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a good shout out there for your applause. Uh, For my applause, I'm going to go with a young lady who became the first African-American woman to win the National Spelling Bee, Zaley Avangard, who won the National Spelling Bee. She's from my neck of the woods. She's from Harvey, Louisiana. I grew up in Moreau, Louisiana, literally right next to each other. And not only is she a beast when it comes to spelling and the vocabulary, but she can ball, like (laughs) legitly can play basketball like way better than I ever was at that age. Uh, like um, there's video of her playing basketball at a park where I used to play basketball, which is kind of dope on Instagram where she's doing all these drills and stuff like that. And she's truly like great. And she does these, I don't even know how she does it, but she dribbles like three balls at one time. And I don't know how she can control the balls in that way. Like she had one video where she was doing like six different balls and had three in each hand and was dribbling. Uh, her talent is crazy. The fact that she's that smart and athletic, like she's going to do great things going forward. So I just wanted to give a big shout out to Zayla Anvagard representing the West Bank, the best bank. That's the, for people not familiar with New Orleans, the West Bank is. Did we lose the Just for a second, we did. Lost him, on the, lost him after the bank. We'll get D back in one second. One second, we'll have him back in, no doubt. But I wanted to finish hearing that story. D, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, all right, you're back. Yeah, just finish off what you were saying. You, you, you were on the banks, and then we we lost you. Oh, yeah, so she's from where I'm from, which is called the West Bank, um, outside of New Orleans. And like I say, she represented very well, very smart young lady who's going to go on to do great things. If it's not in sports, it's going to be like she's going to be like a neuroscientist or something crazy like that. Like she has she's that type of smart. <laughs> so uh, she's going she might be the first WNBA player to also, you know, have a you know biology lab on the side, something like that. Like she's that type of talent. Um, so I just look forward to seeing what she does in the future. But shout out to her for winning a national spelling bee and not giving up. Where two years ago, her sixth grade year, she finished 370th and came back to win it a couple years later. Wow. So it really shows you something. A lot of kids would have gave up at that point. Like, ah, you know, it's not fun. I'll give up. She worked at it, got better. And like I said, as fact that she's probably better at basketball than she's at spelling, which is nuts. Damn. <laughs> Talk about talent. That's applause right there. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Dave. You broke a good one out there, man. Absolutely. All right, Nikki, let's finish it off. What do you got for your applause of the week? Do you guys see that video where the baby gave four dollars for the Skittles and the Gushers? Did you guys see that video yesterday? I, I heard about it. I didn't see it. Okay. I didn't see it either. I know everybody's like hating on him so bad. Like, oh, you should have gave the kid. 
the kids $200. Listen, these kids, knock, 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 on the trailer, right? They recognize who he is. One's got a box of Gushers. One's got a box of Skittles. Okay. He says, how much for a pack? Okay, $2 for a pack. So he goes, how much for the box? They say 200 each. So he says, <laughs> how many are in the box? And they're like, 34. He goes, what's 34 times two? It ain't 200. So yeah. he's trying to hustle him, right? He's got his wad of cash out. And he gives them $4, two and two. And everyone's killing him like, oh, you should have just gave him the money. The kids clearly needed it. You know what? No, this is a principal thing. Do not try to hustle people like that. Like, I'm sorry. Had they probably just been straight up and he said, I was about to bless them, but like, no, now you get nothing. Um, <laughs> hey, kids, tough, tough lesson. But you know what? Don't lie about it. So I'm with them. Stand firm. Those are your principles. Listen, if the Skittles are two bucks and I wanted one pack of Skittles, I gave you two dollars. What does it matter? It's in my bank account. I gave you two bucks. <laughs> So okay. I applaud him. He stood firm. The video is really, really funny. Everybody should watch it. I don't think he should get all the hate that he's getting because I don't think it matters how much money you have. Like who I would love to know who out there is paying two hundred dollars for a box of Skittles. Please. Not me. Of Maybe Marshawn Lynch. He'd probably be the only one. <laughs> no, but point is sometimes you have to stick to your principles, and he did, and I'm not even mad at it. Hey, that's damn. That's a good one. You came fire on both sides today, Nikki. Good job. Way to go. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, that does conclude our applause and tomatoes. But man, we got some more action for you guys. Don't go anywhere. We got some NFL talk right now. And we're going to talk best current quarterbacks who have not yet to win a Super Bowl. Uh, Nikki and Damien have absolutely no idea that I'm doing this as usual, but I'm doing it. So here we go. We talked about Dak Prescott. He's the first one. We're going to do it like we did last week, guys, how we went one by one, like with the teams who we thought was going to you know, win. And It's all right. So we'll start with Dak, and then we'll move down, and we'll see who is the best quarterback who has yet to win an NFL championship or Super Bowl, obviously. So here we go. Dak Prescott is the first one going up against, and, Nikki, I'll give you time to breathe. So let's go to Damien first. Lamar Jackson. Who do you got, Damian? Dak Prescott, Ooh. Lamar Jackson, first two on the list. Jay, I gotta go Lam- I gotta go Lamar on yeah. this one. Uh when you look at yeah, when you look at how dynamic Lamar Jackson is, and Lamar hasn't had the weapons Dak has, right? Now Lamar has been blessed with better defenses than Dak, but he hasn't had the weapons offensively. <laughs> Lamar is the offense. He's the reason that their running game goes the way it goes. And when it comes to the passing game, his running ability, like you mentioned last week, makes that passing game more dangerous. So I think that Lamar Jackson at this point is better than Dak Prescott. Very interesting. That's an interesting take. I mean, he is the offense. You're right. And that's why they're trying to add on more people over there. So he doesn't have to be the entire offense. All right, Nikki, what do you think? Do you agree with Damien? I do. I am not taking Of course you do. Get that out of the way right away. Yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty objective. I try to be, but I can't be here. Okay, moving on. <laughs> you know what? Listen, guys, I'm sorry. I would take Dak Prescott over Lamar Jackson because Dak has got – look, he's not as fast. He's not as quick. He can't do the spin moves as well as Lamar. I mean, but nobody can. But Dak, he's got that pocket presence. He's got that pocket awareness also where he can get out. He can scramble and get you 10 yards and get you a first down but he's got that great accuracy yes he does have better players around him there's no doubt he hasn't had Amari Cooper and 
C.D. Lamb the whole time he's been there. You know, when he had these other guys, you know, like, you know, whether it was Gallup or Randall Cobb or, you know, some other schlep that came along, he was still doing his thing. So, you know, I like Dak Prescott in this one. So I'm going to disagree with you guys, just like I did last week. So off to a beautiful (laughs) start with that one. But, all right, so you guys got Lamar Jackson. I got Dak Prescott, our next quarterback. And here's another huge one, guys. Josh Allen. Nikki, you go first. You got Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen now. All right. Um, Let me go Josh Allen. I think he's on a more complete team. I think he's a more complete quarterback. I think Buffalo is closer than the Ravens at this very moment, point in time. So I will go Josh Allen. Okay. You're going with Josh Allen. All right. All right. Damien, do you agree? Yeah, this one is tough, man. Uh, but I got to go with the guy who I picked last year to take the quantum leap, Josh Allen. When you look at his passing ability along with his running ability, right? Because Josh Allen, of course, isn't Lamar Jackson, but he definitely can take off. He needs to learn how to slide, um, but he can take off, get you some yards down the field, and also has the ability to be a lot more accurate than Lamar Jackson. Um, so I think Josh Allen is a better QB. All right. Better better QB? Maybe he is. I don't know. You see, here's the thing. He's only done it for one year. I've seen Dak Prescott really start to become a leader in 2018 when they were in the playoffs. They ended up um, losing to the Rams in the second round. But I saw Dak take that team and make it his own. It wasn't Ezekiel Elliott's anymore and felt like it wasn't even Jerry Jones' team anymore. felt like it was Dak Prescott's team. And I love Josh Allen. And if we're going to talk about the best quarterback that hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, I'm going to need to see more out of Josh Allen, even though I believe – that we're going to see greatness from him, and we saw it last year, and we're going to see more of it. I need to see more of it. But I've seen Dak consistently be a great to sometimes excellent quarterback. I'm staying with Dak Prescott over Josh Allen. I know I may surprise you guys a little bit, but I'm doing it. So I'm sticking with Dak. I really like his game, man. I'm, he's Talk about those rankings another time. We'll do our QB rankings. But the next quarterback on the list, and you can take this guy's entire career – into account on this one, and that would be Cam Newton, Damian. So right now you got Cam Newton versus Josh Allen. Damn. That's the thing. So career-wise, if you look at Cam Newton, he's done some great things, been to Super Bowl, MVP. Uh, But Mm -hmm. you combine that with what we saw last year and, you know, what we think we might see this year, even if it's an improvement, it's not touching what Josh Allen did. Like, Cam Newton's best season hasn't touched what Josh Allen's done so far as far as what he did last year. Uh, even when he won MVP, his stats weren't what Josh Allen did last year. Now, some of that's offense and, you know, the way that the scheme is run. But Josh Allen is a much better passer than Cam is right now. So I'm going to go with Josh Allen. All right. All right. So you're sticking with Josh Allen. Uh, Buffalo Bills definitely a Super Bowl-bound team. So he could be off this list next year, Nikki. You sticking with Josh Allen? Yeah, I am. I know, I know you want to take Cam's whole career into consideration, but I just, I think I have to think about right now. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Josh Allen, although I do, I love Cam. I would love to see him win, but I just think I, I'm going to stay. Stay. What do you, what is that? Blackjack where you just you stay? <laughs> yeah. Say so stay. That's yeah, it. Gotta, just gotta, wait. Stay. That's hit. Do you want to oh, stay? Hit. Yeah. Hit, hit stat. Just stay. <laughs> 
Like, don't touch the table. Keep your hand away. I don't want no more freaking cards. Get it away from me. That's it. All right. And hope that you're in. You're in Jersey. You're supposed to know these things. I know. I don't gamble. Right. <laughs> I find it. Atlantic so boring. To, like, sit. You know, we'll play roulette or whatever. My husband like is a pretty big poker player. He's pretty good at it. But like, so we'll go and I don't know, just to sit at a slot machine and just uh, and pull and pull. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> How boring. Yeah, I agree. The slot machine is boring. I like I like blackjack. Me and too. I like betting on, when I go to Vegas. I'm betting on games, stuff like that. That's what I'm doing. Nice, nice. Yeah, I would blackjack is my favorite game. That's the table I'm sitting at. And then when I have when I'm down to twenty dollars, then I'll go to the slot machine. Better go to the slot machine. Pay the penny <laughs> slots, get that free drink, try to milk it for three hours. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. All right. Well, um, on that account, also, I am also sticking with again. I, ha- I have to stick with Dak Prescott on this one. I. I, again, I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl, the Dallas Cowboys, in the next five years, which was one of last week's, um, you know, last topics that we had. I, I don't know, but I, I still feel like he's the best quarterback on this list because he's shown the most so far. Even though Cam went to a Super Bowl and was the MVP, and they went fifteen and one, and he was the entire offense, taking the whole career into account. Dak Prescott's consistency has been amazing to me, so I'm sticking with him now. We get to Matt Stafford, a guy that we've been talking about. Nikki, you were bigging him up big time before. So now you're in a little bit of a conundrum. You've met, you bigged up Matt Stafford, and you got him going up against Josh Allen. Who's the better quarterback? Let me put my money where my mouth is, and let me take Matt Stafford. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I, you know what, Damien? I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with her. Look, Josh Allen, he did the quantum leap last year. No freaking doubt about it, all right? 100%. But Matt Stafford, again, he's been on a crappy-ass team like Nikki alluded to earlier, and he's still been able to put up unbelievable numbers. Now, yes, you can say some of those unbelievable numbers were because they were down by 20 points, you know, at halftime. I I understand that spot also, but you still got to be able to throw the ball and connect it to guys that you don't know what their freaking last name is. You got no running game. You got no offensive line. <laughs> Matt Stafford, I totally understand where she's coming from with this one. And now I may get swayed from Dak Prescott over to Matt Stafford. I think that overall, again, when you're talking about consistency, he's been unbelievably consistent, but on a crappy team. No playoff wins, I get it. But, Nikki, I'm with you. Matt Stafford, Damian, what do you think? Oh, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. If Matthew Stafford is as good as Nikki says he is, he will take the quantum <laughs> leap. Oh, leap, 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 leap. <laughs> he will he will be the one taking it because he's on a, a much better team, way better scheme, better coaching, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do think Josh Allen's better than Matthew Stafford. If you mentioned Matthew Stafford's arm. If there's one person out there with a strong arm in Stafford, it's Allen. And you know, along with Mahomes, Rodgers, they're not all in that same conversation. Uh, so Josh Allen has the arm. He improved his accuracy last year, has the legs. So I don't think there's really a weakness in Josh Allen's game outside of the occasional bad decision that he'll, you know, every once in a while you'll be like, what, what are you doing, Josh? He'll do one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, he's the better quarterback. Okay. Happened, in my opinion. So, 
Sticking with Josh Allen. All right, all right. We got a couple more quarterbacks to go over here. I'm not sure if any of us are going to sway on this one, but Matt Ryan took his team to the Super Bowl. He's been pretty darn consistent, but as of late, his team has sucked. Damien, you take a breather on this one for a second. I'll get back to you because I know you hate Atlanta, so I'll let you muddle this in your head. So, Nikki, Matt Ryan, does he stand up to Matt Stafford in your eyes? No. No. I'm going to stick with Matt Stafford. Yeah. Uh, You know what, D, I'm going to stick with Matt Stafford also over Matt Ryan, and I like Matt Ryan a lot. I happen to think that he's an excellent quarterback, and he's proven it throughout the years. But um, I like Stafford a little bit more when you talk about pocket presence and, you know, quarterback and being able to stand in there and be able to throw a freaking 70-yard bomb down the field and get smashed and get right up and – have a broken arm and go in there and finish the game and win it. That's what Matt Stafford did. I mean, this guy basically broke his freaking arm, went back into a game and said, I, I don't care. I'm winning this freaking thing. Stafford, man, I don't know. He's, he's coming alive over here. So it's Stafford versus Matt Ryan. I know you, you, you're going Stafford, right? Do I have to ask? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got, I got Josh Allen versus Matt Ryan. And I'm going to go Josh Allen over Matt Ryan. Like right. my favorite Matt Ryan moment is him getting down by by a Saints defensive lineman after he threw an interception right to his hands. Matt <laughs> Ryan is okay. Now with Matt Ryan, he did have the MVP season where he got them to the Super Bowl, right? But when you play against Atlanta, you've never thought, "Oh man, I'm going against Matt Ryan. I'm scared <laughs> to death now." You never, you never oh, thought no. that. You were never thinking that. You were, you were thinking more like, oh, man, we got to guard Julio. We got to guard Ridley. You were thinking more like that, not because of Matt Ryan. Now, without Julio there, you depending on Ridley, a rookie tight end, is Matt Ryan good enough to uplift the town around him? So it's going to be a big test this year for Matt Ryan to see if he's really that guy or it was having Julio along with those other weapons on that offense and the fact that they were always down. Of course, he got good stats. They're always throwing the ball. So yeah. I think that <laughs> Josh Allen is better than Matt Ryan. All right. So you're sticking with Josh Allen. Nikki and I have Matt Stafford. And now we're down to our final quarterback that I have on this list. Let me make sure it is the final one. Uh, yeah. The last quarterback I have on the list is a guy who can definitely do something. I mean, he's got a lot of talent. But is he better than the ones you mentioned before? And that is Kyler Murray. So now we have Kyler Murray going up against Matt Stafford and Josh Allen. So, Damien, I'm going to give it to you first. You got Josh Allen so far over all the other quarterbacks we mentioned, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, and now we're up to Kyler Murray. What do you think? I like Kyler Murray a lot, but I got to go with Josh Allen. I know he's cutting out just a little bit over there, so I'll take up. He's sticking with uh-huh. Josh Allen. We're going to be back. I'm in definitely a more mobile than Josh. Okay, I'm back. Yep, you're back. You're good. You're good. Okay, so I got to take Josh Allen over Kyler Murray because of the arm strength of Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen's actually more accurate than Kyler Murray, especially when it comes to intermediate passes. That's where Kyler Murray kind of struggled last year when it comes to like that seven to twenty yard range, and his height might have something to do with that. Um, he has some unbelievable plays. Of course, we all remember the Hell Murray last season. Um, but his his lack of accuracy in the intermediate section is what kind of cost him last year. When they started off so hot and teams were like, okay, let's try to see what the weakness is, they were able to nitpick his his game and really kind of 
install that offense. Now, some of that has to do with their coaching. I'm not a big fan of Kingsbury. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be on that top 10 coaching list that we're going to do here in a little bit. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not a big fan of his. Spoiler alert. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Kyler Murray has some weaknesses in his game that Josh Allen doesn't. So I got to go with Josh Allen. Okay. Okay, so Nikki, you and I right now, we got Matt Stafford over the entire bunch. I mentioned the quarterbacks. Kyla Murray, for me, it's a quick no. Um, I do love what Kyla Murray is doing. I, you know, I think that he's going to get better and better, even though he's not going to grow any taller, but he'll still get better and figure things out. Russell Wilson's able to do it. So, But, no, I still got Matt Stafford on this list, Nikki. I, I think I'm going to stick with you. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with Matt Stafford. Um, maybe we should all do a quantum leap prediction this year i think it yeah. is Matt stafford and the rams i am high on them actually you know what i usually roll with him for fantasy football so i'm still uh, stafford do not do not sleep on the rams do not sleep on matt stafford and his arm i think they are being seriously undervalued and i think they're gonna have a monster year and you heard it here first and i'm sure it'll come true because all our predictions do yeah 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 I'm still waiting for my Aaron Rodgers prediction to come true. I mean, Jesus Christ, make a freaking decision already. I said you weren't going to be on the team last year. So <laughs> let's go. Come on, make me look good, man. I'm counting on you with all your long hair that just grew out of freaking nowhere. I don't know how the hell that happened. But all right, Matt Player, Player time it is. Let's get into it. Like I said before, y'all, it's AFC North. And this is a tricky division in honor of Tricky Nicky Gist over here, live in action. This is this division is really weird, guys. I mean, you think of Pittsburgh, you think of Baltimore, powerhouses, right? Then we're talking about Big Ben and like, oh, okay, he's there again. He's going to be 39 years old. Oh, all right. And then we get disappointed with Baltimore in the playoffs. And then Cincinnati, they, you know, obviously they need to be on the rise. And then Cleveland makes the playoffs last year. This division is very jumbled, so I can't wait to hear what you guys got. Let's start with number four at the bottom. All right, Damien, let's do this thing. Number four in the AFC North, who do you got, and what do you think their record is going to be? So I got to go with the Cincinnati Bengals at number four. Uh, I can see them going 6-11 and 11 this season. Uh, I think they'll be better, but they still have some holes to fix. Uh, we're not even sure if Joe Burrow is going to start the year. And right now their backup QB is Brandon Allen. Let's learn more about Brandon Allen here. Mm. All right. So uh, Brandon Allen, 6'2", 209 pounds out of Arkansas. He was a six-round pick in the 2016 draft. Uh, so if that's your guy, I'm not really you know, looking for you to surprise people. <laughs> coming forward this year. Uh, I do like the rest of their roster. We mentioned Joe Mixon last uh, last week, uh, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase from LSU, go Tigers being added there. So they have some weapons there. Uh, defensively, they added Trey Hendrickson from the Saints who had a monster year last year. We're going to see if he was a one-year wonder when it comes to getting those sacks. Um, some people say he might be because he had a lot of sacks that were kind of scheme-based instead of just his individual talent. So we'll see if that, you know, is true or not. But they still just – offensive line still isn't the best. Uh, the defense outside of Trey Hendrickson, no other names really stand out to you as really difference makers. So I still have them as having a ways to go. Hopefully we see Joe Burrow sometime during the year healthy. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's the big thing, Joe Burrow being healthy. Otherwise, like you said, it's going to be a you-know-what sort of show. And just real quick, Chris, uh, agreeing with you again, uh, Nikki, that Matt uh, Matt Stafford and the Rams are a match made in heaven. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know, again, as long as they can keep that defense the way they were last year, I know they lost a couple of guys in the secondary, but that's another division that we're going to get to and talk about. So you got Cincinnati. What do you think about their wins? Now we have 17 games. How many wins do you think they pull out? Oh, so I had him going six and eleven. Oh, six and eleven. Okay, all right, Nikki. What do you think? Your number four team finishing at the bottom in the basement of the AFC North. This is probably super unpopular. Uh, I have the Steelers finishing fourth. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, listen, they really needed to focus on offense. That offense was completely broken. They averaged eighty-four point four rushing yards per game last uh last year i know they went and got Najee harris right uh but they still got to work on that offensive line i don't think he's going to be the savior at all i am not excited about this offense the steelers also have the hardest schedule in the nfl in terms of winning record this team will go however ben roethlisberger is going to go and you know what he's good for getting hurt at like week seven missing Hmm. a couple weeks Hoping he gets back in there. Let me just say, I'm predicting. Here's their first four. They have Buffalo, Raiders, Cincy, Green Bay. Guys, I have them one and three after the first four weeks, and I just don't think this is their year. I think they take a major step back, so I have them fourth in the division. Nikki, I really I'm gonna, I'm going to talk to you in about that in a minute. I like where your head is at. However, I do have the Bengals finishing in the basement over there, and it's – not by a huge margin. I have them winning seven games this year if they can stay intact. I think that offense can do a lot of damage. And if the offense gets off to a hot start in games, it'll make that defense, you know, be able to, you know, pin their ears back a little bit and, you know, get things going, Geno Atkins style. You know, that I can see good things happening for this team, but I'm not ready to put them above the team that I have at number three. And I'm just going to say it right now because we're going to our number three. And it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, Nikki. I was close to putting them at number four. I think they're going to win maybe eight or nine games this year at the most. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. I, I don't like the Steelers' makeup at all. You know, that the wide receivers drop balls, right? All right, we're talking about Big Ben at 39. He's not on the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers health plan, obviously. Take a freaking look. <laughs> uh, you know, so, um, so I don't know how he's going to do it. And you're right, God forbid he could get hurt. And they, we don't know what we're going to get out of Najee Harris. You know, obviously they're big on him. That's why they drafted him in the first round, which is not something you see with running backs very often. But their defense, you know, they lost Bud Dupree. Who else is going to be there? I know T.J. Watt is amazing, but their secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick is really the only guy that sticks out to me in that secondary. So I got the Steelers at three, and like I'm saying, eight or nine wins tops. And I don't see them going to the playoffs either, Damian. Yeah, I agree with you guys on the Steelers taking a step back. I just don't think they'll be worse than Cincinnati. But I wouldn't be shocked if Nikki's prediction comes true because she's been killing it when it comes to that. Yes, um, but I have the Steelers finishing third. I have them going 7-10 and 10 this season. I agree on the step back. I think that we see Ben Roethlisberger fall off that cliff this year. We saw it a bit last year, and I think we continue to see it this year. They're going to be like, oh, we should force them to retire. Uh, and they still have Mason Rudolph as their backup, and they do have Dwayne Haskins listed as third there uh maybe he can be that project that you know that big reclamation story for them <laughs> if you will if he comes through um they have a lot of weapons though i do like Najee harris at running back 
Juju, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver, Eric, Eric Ebron at tight yeah. end. Uh, but the offensive line is still very sketchy. Yes. The only reason they looked any type of okay is because Rollinsburger was getting the ball out in like 0.5 seconds last year. Correct. Uh, once teams caught on to that and they were just jamming routes, he was up and sitting on short routes, that's when you saw that offense fall apart. Teams are going to know that going into this season. Mm-hmm. So now game one when teams are doing that, how do you adjust? Can Rollinsburger throw over the top? I don't think he can. So I see his team struggling. Defense is going to take a step back this year as well. So I have him going 7-10. and 10. Uh, yeah, man. Look, they got to fix their offensive line. You know, you lose an Andrew Villanueva. Excuse me, I'm not pronouncing that correctly. No more pouncy. The, Mitchell Schwartz is sitting out there from the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know why they haven't grabbed him yet, but yeah, offensive line is a major issue, and that may, you know, deplete uh, Najee Harris from having a major impact on this team. James Conner couldn't go anywhere last year. They were running east to west. There was no north and south running at all. So, yeah. all right, Pittsburgh, you got three. Nikki, your three is. Uh, I have Cincinnati at three. I think I don't think they're a quantum leap, but I think if they're going to chase and you know jump over anyone in the division, I think it's going to be the Steelers. Now I'm basing this on healthy Joe Burrow, right? Joe Mixon is back. I love Jamar Chase. I'm excited for that. I think if this offense gets going, watch out. I think they will easily take over the Steelers. I like where this team is going. Um, I, I, like I said, I don't think it's a quantum leap, but I think they start making some noise in this division. I think it's this year. I think they're going to come in third, their first couple games Did I write it down. I thought I did. Um, no, but I think like in the division, they're probably going to split, right? They'll split with the Ravens. I think they'll probably split with Cincinnati. I mean, they'll somewhere in there, someone will sweep them, but I think if they're going to make noise, this is the year to do it and give, you know, the Browns and the Ravens a little bit of a scare. I think so, too, because I'm looking at this division as more mediocre than really highly positive. And my number two team is the Baltimore Ravens, and I have them winning nine, maybe ten games. Maybe they're a ten and seven. Lamar Jackson will have you know more weapons to throw to. Um, I'd like to see that accuracy coming out of him out of the pocket. I don't want to see him running as much, although when he does, he's incredible. We know how the defense does play, but – Something seems to get mixed up with them in the middle of the season somewhere where they're not playing as well as they should be. Their running game maybe isn't going as well or whatever it is. You know, there's no more Mark Ingram. They're going to go with J.K. Dobbins. You know, predominantly Gus Edwards is still on the team. So Baltimore can still be a tough team. I don't think they're going to be a great team, though. But 9-10 wins for Baltimore, will that get them in the playoffs? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. Damien, what do you think? Who's your number two? I have Baltimore at number two as well. Uh, I think they finished second, but I do think their record is better than what you're saying. I'm going to go 11 and six. I think they do make the playoffs as a wild card team, especially with seven teams in the playoffs. Now uh, we still, it's still something we have to remind ourselves of because it's only the second year with that being in place. So I think they make the playoffs. I like their roster. I like the weapons. They added Sammy Watkins at wide receiver this year, along with Hollywood Brown and abatement from the draft as well. Mark Andrews, Drews, my fancy tight end from last year, who was balling out. And he'll get more targets now because the weapons on the outside are better. So I think their passing game will be better along with their running game. Defensively, they still have a very stout defense. I think their linebacking core will be better this year with Patrick Queen going into his second year. Uh, That secondary will be good with Humphrey and Peters. So I think they'll be very, very good. Just not better than our number one team that me and Jason agree on. I'll be very interested yeah. to see what Nikki says right now. Yeah, let's see what she's 
What does she got for number two? I don't know if she's going to do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I cannot pull the trigger on the Browns. <laughs> nope, not yet. I just, I can't do it. Like you said, Jay, uh, you know, like for me, I I need to see this team. Like maybe they get Odell Beckham Jr. back. My issue with that is I thought their offense looked a little bit better without him. And I totally get that because I felt that's how the Giants, they looked a whole lot better without Odell Beckham. But let's see. I mean, he is quite the weapon to have. Um you know, they start their season off against the Chiefs. So I already have that down for a loss. But then, guys, they have Texans, Bears, Vikings. So I think, you know, I think they're going to go on a little mini win streak and get everybody real hype. Um, listen, they address their edge rusher, their cornerback issues. If, if they could pull it together, this could possibly be the year. I just feel like there's going to come a point where they're going to blow it. So I have more <laughs> confidence in the Ravens edging them out a little bit. I'm not giving them much, but I just feel like Cleveland will find a way to just implode somewhere along the way. All right. All right. I hear what you're saying. Look, look they, they won a playoff game last year. The first snap was a reminder of the Super Bowl between <laughs> Denver and Seattle where the ball went over Ben Roethlisberger's head and everything went to hell from there. So that was that. But um, going to our number ones now, Damien, it's obvious what ours are. So let's hear why the Cleveland Browns are the number one team and what kind of record are we looking at for them this year? So I got Cleveland going 13 and four this year. Whoa. Yeah, wow. I think. Quantum I, Leap City <laughs> right there, man. Holy. Yeah, Moses. I think they're going to win a division. They're going to be much better this year. Baker Mayfield, I think, takes a step forward as well along with that running game continuing to be amazing. You think at, about Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Ernest Johnson. So they have three legit running backs. Uh, I think Odell Beckham being back will help. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins. I like Austin Hooper at tight end as well. Uh, even uh, Genov- Andy Janovich, am I saying that correctly? At fullback, yeah, he, sure. he, <laughs> uh, he comes back and he, he does well and helps out that passing game as well. Uh, their offensive line is really good. Uh, defensively, they added a corner, like Nikki mentioned, they helped that defensive end as well. So I think they really have a solid roster with no real holes in their in their roster. So I think they win a division this year, and I, I'm going 13 and four. 13 and four. I think that I think that's kind of bold. I have Cleveland in in first place in this division too, which would be you know amazing, with like never seen before. I have them at 11 and six. Um, but I really, God, I really liked him. Baker Mayfield at the end of last year, if I'm getting this correctly, he had 11 touchdowns and one interception over the last, I think, um, four or five games or whatever it was. And again, if they just stick to the plan, run the ball with two great running backs behind a great offensive line, they got Conklin to join it. And obviously this year, great offensive line and let Baker Mayfield just do the little things that he can do. Again, doesn't we don't have to call him a game manager. He can make plays at times. We've seen him make plays. So he is getting better. He was the number one overall pick who needed time to progress. Now, he's nowhere near, you know, he's not a top 10 quarterback either, but he can do things to defense better. Miles Garrett anchoring that defense. There's not, oh man, it, there's just a lot to love about this team, Nikki. So I like that you had him in second. I understand why you have your number one team in first place, and that would be? The Baltimore Ravens. Of course. <laughs> of course. Listen, I want to see this team. Um, like D said, you know, they've got a couple more wide receivers. That's going to balance out their run game. Let's see Lamar with a number one wide receiver. We need to see that. We haven't seen that. I have more 
faith in the Ravens defense. I have more faith in Lamar Jackson. I like the Browns team. I'm just not 100% sold on Baker Mayfield. That team will go the way Baker Mayfield goes. The Ravens can overcome bad Lamar Jackson play with their amazing defense most of the time, which I think it will be. So in terms of trust, I do trust the Ravens more, but I do think it takes them till about week five to start getting it together. So I think there'll be a little bit of panic. I think the Browns are going to look like division winners right away. But I think once we start hitting week five, week six, I think the Ravens will start pulling it together, go on a little mini run there. Um, But in terms of trust, I, I just have to give it to the Ravens. You see, I don't think Cleveland is world beaters. You know, I'm not calling them that. I think they'll win this division because, again, I think this division is a little bit of a step above mediocre. Like, I think all these teams are jumbled together or really good. And I, I can see splits all the way down the line, you know, every single time. I can really see it because, again, I do believe that the Bengals that we talked about, Damien, they're our number four uh, on this list. They're, they're in the basement. Nikki has them at three. We talk about them. They could jump off to a hot start. They have the offense now. They got Jamar Chase. Now, if they keep Joe Burrow upright and he can play and they can get out to, you know, big leads, then let Cincinnati's defense learn how to play with the lead. So you never know. So, again, to run it down, I have Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and then Cincinnati in the AFC North. Damian, you got? Yeah, I got Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Real close there with three and four. Yeah, all right, that's right. And Nikki, you got uh, Ravens, Cincy. No, I don't. Wow. Oh, oh, maybe <laughs> Ravens, Browns, Cincy, and I got Pittsburgh in the basement because I just I'm so low on them. Roethlisberger should have retired. Uh, they're gonna see this year. They're gonna see. They should have drafted that quarterback. I'm telling you, they should have uh, went yeah, after a quarterback. I, I don't know what they what they were doing. Can it's I ask important. you guys a question before we move on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so did – I don't know. You probably don't. But do you guys ever listen to ESPN New York Radio, Michael K. show? No. I have a billion times. Yeah, just okay. not recently. Well, today they had a debate, and I jotted it down because I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. So they were saying that Darrell Revis is, was a better corner than Deion Sanders. Not athletically – not and you know he didn't read you know do returns or anything like that but they are saying it from a very literal standpoint of what a corner is supposed to do shut down the receivers nobody threw to him they called it Revis Island for a reason so they're saying that he didn't have the stats because nobody threw his way and he defines a definition of what a corner should do and therefore is better than Deion Sanders not athletically but in terms of what that position is supposed to do. All right. My my head's going to explode, Damien. You mind if I must speak my piece first on this one? Because that is awful. I would have called in the show and I would have set things straight, Nikki. Okay. You have, I, I, without a doubt, I mean, Deion Sanders was the epitome of taking away an entire side of the field. And when they dared to throw, because quarterbacks have that bravado about them, like, yeah, it's Dan. I'm going to test him. You know, I got Jerry Rice over there, whatever. It doesn't freaking matter. He's going to pick the ball off, and then he's going to high-step it into the end zone. He was shut down City. I don't care about him not tackling and getting run over by Giants quarterback Dave Brown. I mean, that was a bunch of whole freaking nonsense. But Deion Sanders was unbelievable. Again, anytime the ball came anywhere near his way, it was his ball. 
100, it wasn't 50 50. It was 99.9 to point all 1%. That's what it was. And Revis Island is a very small island. It only lasted for about three years. It's very tiny. I think it was bought for like $4,000 recently. Now, Deion Sanders Island is freaking tremendous, man. All right. And he covers everything. So, Nikki, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with Jason on this one. Deion Sanders, what made him special is the fact that he could bait the quarterback into an interception. Yeah. Darrell that's Revis said too. You're right. Yeah. Darrell Revis was definitely shut down, especially his prime years. When you saw him go up against a Randy Moss or a T.O. or a Chad Ochocinco and have those guys go way below their normal stats, he definitely had times there where he was shut down. But the reason that primetime is the best of all time is the fact that he can bait you into an interception and can get the interception, then take it all the way back. Yep. And that's what a cornerback does. Like cornerback, you can shut down one side of the field, but the fact that he can make you think it's open when it's not. Right. It's what makes right. him better than anybody else. Right. That's so cool. And and, that, yeah. and that's the reason why he had all those interceptions. That's exactly it. He would like purposely like lay back like seven, eight yards and then just turn on the jets and go take that ball away from you. I got to see him in his prime time and he was freaking just unbelievable. I mean, I, I remember that fight when, when he was on with the 49ers for the one year we won that championship. He, they were playing against Atlanta, his old team. He was him and Najah Rice were slapping each other's helmets back and forth. <laughs> one of the greatest things I ever saw. So, you know what? He was kind of a tough guy. You know, he was, he was ready to throw down, but, you know, they were boys. Things worked out all good and everything. But, Nikki, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I have a headache now. So I get excited. <laughs> but, wow. But, you know what? I we got some other might like that. I, I figured what your answers would be, but I wanted to hear it anyway. Yeah, and you know, good question. Yeah. And, and no, but you know what? It is a good question because Revis was amazing, and we were starting to compare him to Deion Sanders. And yeah, Chris agrees with me. You know, Revis only lasted for three years, and he was great. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I don't think we're ever going to see another Deion Sanders. I mean, we haven't since, we haven't before. It's just an amazing thing. And again, that was in the time when you know you could put your hands on you know the, the wide receiver a little bit more. So if you want to take that into account, fine. But I'm really not. Dion was just ridiculous. And what else is ridiculous is freaking knowledge with Nikki. So here we go. It gets real tricky. I think it's very to rock around. That's right on time. Here we go. It's trick to rock around, to rock around. That's right on time. It's tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. It's trick to rock around, to rock around. That's right on time. It's tricky. You know that knowledge with Nikki time is here. We have no idea what it's going to be like, but we are ready to rock and roll. As in honors of Alex Trebek, the Jeopardy music shall start. And Nikki will tell us what we got going on, who and what is going to be the answer. All right. So you guys know I told you I've been watching um the food that built america on history channel and oh, it's fascinating and i just watched the dominoes versus pizza hut and just before we start a little side story do you guys know that dominoes and pizza hut was started in the midwest and they basically made up what they thought pizza would taste like to appeal to the midwestern palate so 
<laughs> obviously didn't taste like, you know, a real authentic uh, pizza. But what I thought was funny is how they got, you know, the personal pan pizza. Like, remember the book it days and the. Yeah, yeah. So when they tried to expand to the East Coast, Jay, as you know, that did not play here. So they had to <laughs> revamp the recipe. Um, they still don't do great here. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. So we are going to do a couple installments. This is installment one of some food history. Okay. Okay. I wish I watched the show now. Damn, I, I skipped it. Damn it. <laughs> wish I watched it because I do see it on History Channel all the time and I skip right over it. All right, oh, Nikki. You, oh, you should watch it. Give it a shot. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I wish I did. Now you ain't kidding because now I have an up over Damien, no doubt about it. But, <laughs> Damien's watching private practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I think, uh, Damien, it's your turn this, uh, this week. You're up first. It is. All right. Okay, D. Here we go. All right, D. The oldest evidence for soup is from 6000 BC, and it called for what two ingredients? 6000 BC, what two ingredients were in soup? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with water and... Meat. Okay. I was going to say water and corn syrup. Hippopotamus and sparrow meat. Holy mackerel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that. So, yeah. Woo. I mean, there's no, there's no water? How do they drink uh, <laughs> I don't know what they did in 6000 BC, but. Me either, but I like to travel back there and just see from a from a distance because I don't want to be near any of those freaking maniacs. Everybody's clubbing each other over the freaking head, and I don't want that stuff. All right, number two, here we go. All right, number two, D. In Kentucky, it is illegal to carry what food in your back pocket? It is illegal to carry chicken... I was going to say chicken seeds. <laughs> it's, illegal to, it's illegal to carry chicken in your pocket. That's what I'm going to say. No. Jay? Um, I'm going to go with chocolate. An ice cream cone. An ice All right. So do I get a half a point? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Chocolate ice cream. I don't know. Oh, I should have said that's a reach. That's a bit of a reach. A little bit of a reach. <laughs> All right, Dave, here Fair we go. Enough. You got this for number three. I feel like you do. Okay. The 57 on the Heinz ketchup bottle represented what? Oh, man. I feel like I've been told this before. I've heard this before. Is it 57 ingredients? No, Jay. Good guess. Um, oh, wow. Um, I'm gonna go with something outlandish. The 57 workers who made it. No, but that is a really good guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess well. The number of pickle types that the company once had. Really? Wow. This is really, I got to watch this damn show. I got to check this out. Very, very interesting. All right. Pickles like that. 
So this 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 I get more of my knowledge. I never learned this much in school, but from Nikki, I learned a whole lot of stuff. I can tell you that right now. Okay, All right. There's nothing more disgusting <laughs> than order takeout and like you ask for no pickle, but they put pickle there anyway, and the pickle juice is on your fries. And, oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Making it all soggy and everything. Nope, don't want it. Get it off my plate. Get it off my soggy fry. (laughs) Gross. Okay, D, let's go. Number four. The average person in the U.S. eats how many tons of food in a lifetime? Wow. Uh, Tons of food. I'm going to say four tons. (sighs) No. Jay? How many tons of food? In a lifetime. In a lifetime. Um, I'll say 12,000. 35 tons. 35 tons. Wow. That's crazy. Man, uh, no wonder there's a lot of obesity in in, in America. (laughs) Kill the hell out, man. Have just a snack bar or something like that. Damn. Oh, gosh. All right, Jay, you ready? Nope, but let's do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, speaking of pizza, what is the most popular pizza topping in Brazil? Jalapenos. No. See? Damn it. Uh, try? Uh, I'm going to go with onions. Green peas. Green peas? What the hell's the matter with them? Green peas. <laughs> What the hell is going on here? I thought the people that the people that built America with this food were freaked out of their mind. Now I'm glad that somebody else came along and helped them out afterward because this is crazy stuff. It is. They're drunk, drunk on that George Washington uh, rum and yeah. everybody and the punch. Uh-huh. And the <laughs> All right, Jay. Number two. Okay. Before McDonald's debuted their chicken nuggets in 1981. They first tested what kind of nugget in the late 70s? French fried nugget? No. Dave, Shoot. on a spot? Uh, bison. Oh, ooh, creative. <laughs> creative. <laughs> no, it was it was onion nuggets. It was bite-sized chunks of onion. Wow. That kind of makes sense, actually. I should have thought about yeah. that for a minute. Um, they were not a hit in their test market. <laughs> Chicken nugget. Yep. All right, Jay, number three. What what food is the most stolen food in the world? This is as of um, 2020. Most stolen food in the world. Yes. Wow. What a, what a question. Um, stolen you would think it would be something small right but you're saying food so i'm not thinking like candy or anything i don't know i'm now i'm gonna say something ridiculous turkey no d i'm gonna go with bread oh man you guys are close you almost had a whole sandwich cheese <laughs> <laughs> hey your mom said bread too that's that's ironic that's it's funny big- no, mom, it's cheese. Um, so <laughs> cheese, um, it's about 4% of the world's 
um, production that is stolen and it is a hit on the black market. They sell it to restaurants apparently on the black market. So watch Damn. where you're ordering from and where your cheese is from. Yeah, no wow. kidding. My goodness. Wow. Knowledge for Nikki. I mean, geez. I, got that, I got that cheddar on the low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stock oh, and cheddar. That's it. That so funny. All right, Jay, last one. Okay. Good. Okay. The first chocolate bar, as we know it today, was created by Joseph Fry in what year? 1791. D? I'm going to go with 1865. Uh, D, I'm going to give it to you. 1847. That was pretty close. Okay. All right. So D wins. Hey, here we go. <laughs> any way we can get it. Now, chocolate doesn't count, but that counts. That, that's <laughs> yeah, like chocolate and ice cream cone. How does that? You mean like the drumstick? Like the? I, I'm playing like with that? you. I don't care. You know what? Oh, you care. Bobby, you care. Uh, come on. Sometimes <laughs> I do care. The desk no, and you're right. You when I think I should get an answer right and I don't, I get pissed off. Yes, I do. You're 100 percent right. So, oh. Damien, all right, two weeks in a row for you, man. Or is it yes, three sir. weeks in a row? You've been kicking my ass lately. I got to do something. I got extremely out. lucky on this win. Last one, just <laughs> throw a hail mary. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. The hail mary definitely did work, and DeAndre Hopkins is right there to catch it in the end zone for you, man. So it all worked out. Well done, man. All right, so we got a little more action for you guys. We thought of a different topic that I haven't seen brought up anywhere, but we know now that we're doing it here on this show. Will be brought up. And a lot of other places like, you know, four-letter networks and stuff like that. They like yeah, to steal it. Tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow. We'll see it on Get Up or something like that, you know, obviously. So it's all right, guys. Just give us credit. That's all we want. Just say third and three. Danny and Nikki and Jets. all that we're asking you for. That's it. Okay? <laughs> so here's your topic, guys, so you don't have to go over the same crap for the for two hours in a row and repeat what you're saying. The top four skilled position players to start your team. So anybody – but a quarterback is it, it could be enough. Not, not, not skilled. It could be an offensive lineman. It could be anybody on defense, just not a quarterback. So we have four players that we each picked. Don't know who they are yet. We're going to find out that we would start our NFL team with, but it's not going to be a quarterback. So I can't wait to hear the answers that you guys came up with. I'm going to see if you guys like mine, but let's start. Um, if you want to do them in order, we can, or we can go number four, Nikki. What do you think? Well, it's up to you guys. Yeah, we go four, three, two, one. Okay, let's do it then. All right, Nikki, you want to start us off? Sure, I will start us off. And I I, I did not do like throwbacks or old school. I just kind of went current here and I envisioned them playing like right away. And I obviously didn't listen to the directions that well uh, because every team <laughs> you need a head coach. So I am starting my franchise with Bill Belichick because there is no one better. And honestly, who is going to set the tone any better than Bill Belichick? I mean, just with like, you know, his practice <laughs> and his team building and his planning. So I think Bill Belichick, enough said, he's going to be the foundation for my team. He's going to start this franchise going into greatness because I envision them winning championships already. Wow, look at you. Unbelievable. <laughs> she, she can see it to the future. She knows it all. You know what? You could definitely get away with that one because that's a great answer. It really is, Damien. I mean, we were talking about players, but 
a head coach is the guy who puts those players in position to win. So that's, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah. Now nah, you're definitely picking a coach. You pick Bill Belichick to start your team. So I can't be mad at that pick. No, I'm cool with that. What do you got for four D? So for my number four, I went with a left tackle. You need somebody to protect that quarterback. So I went with David Bakhtiari, left tackle for the Green Bay Packers. Um, He's rated as the best left tackle in the league by pro football focus. Uh, I'm not an office line expert, so I had to take that word for it on that one. (laughs) So, But you want to have the best left tackle in the game to protect your quarterback's blind side. Most likely his blind side because most quarterbacks will be right-handed. So at number four pick, best left tackle in the game, David Bakhtiari. Okay. I like that a lot. That's a great call right there. I mean, you want a left tackle again. Like you said, most quarterbacks are right-handed in this league. Tough luck for Tua. He's going to have to get a right tackle to, you know, take care of his blind side. But I like that a lot right there. What do you got, Nikki? Number four. Bill Belichick. Oh, but I'm sorry, Bill Belichick. I was, I was actually asking three, but I haven't given my four yet. I'm, my bad. My four, I know it's kind of out of the ordinary a little bit, but this guy does so much in so many different ways that if you just have him on your team, he's the fastest guy on the field and the most athletic guy on the field, and that's Tyree Kill. I have to take Tyree Kill at number four. I wouldn't put him any higher because he's a wide receiver, but we see what happens when he gets the ball in his hands, whether it's on a short you know, wide receiver screen, or whether he's busting down the field, beating everybody, leaving them in the dust. He's that important. And I know that Patrick Mahomes is great, but Tyree Kill can do this on any team with any quarterback. All you got to do is put the ball in his hands, and he's going to make magic happen for you. So normally I would not go wide receiver, but he's more than a wide receiver. He's an all-around unbelievable player that could even be in the backfield if they wanted to. So that's why I went Tyree Kill for on that one. Okay. Yeah, I can see why you made that pick. He's so dynamic, and yeah. I feel like with any quarterback, you can use him in so many different ways that his speed – and he's become a, a great route runner with that speed. Like, yep. stop on the dime. He's not just a deep guy. So and you have to like pay attention to him. Yeah, you have to pay attention. This is what, When he's on the field, you have to have at least two guys guarding him. So I don't care what quarterback is over there. <clears throat> Excuse me, he's over there. So that's my number four. Nikki, what do you got for number three? Um, who do I have for three? Oh, yes. Alvin Kamara, because I mean, why wouldn't you, right? (laughs) Like, led the NFL, 21 TDs, career high, right? Well, what do you have? 1,688 yards from scrimmage and just averages over 1,500 yards in, you know, span of his four-year career. So, I mean, sign me up for that. Got Bill Belichick, Alvin Kamara. I'm feeling good about my, my fake team here. I know Damien likes that. Yeah, no, nah, definitely a great pick right there. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't go with Alvin Kamara, but I did stay in a running back family. I went with Derrick Henry mm. at my number oh. three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about somebody who you can truly build your offense around, get you 2,000 yards, mm-hmm. somebody who if you want to go old school and say we're going to run the ball, play defense, not ask our quarterback to do too much because we don't know who our quarterback is because we're picking nine quarterbacks. You have a running back who you can build your team around. Your offense is based around that running back. And now the play-action game is so easy for your quarterback. And because you have to have eight in the box or nine in the box, if you go less than eight, he's busting for at least four or five yards every time, if not busting out for 40, 50. So I went with Derrick Henry, who can just be that true workhorse for you at number three for me. 
Okay. Hey, look, it's it's hard to argue that. To me, they're one and two in the league. Is I think we we can all agree on that. You know, Christian McCaffrey somewhere in there, Dalvin Cook, but to me, that's one and two in the league. So I have no problem with that at all, at all. Uh, Nikki, your three was Dalvin Kamara. Was, was Kamara, and then Damian. We got for you, Derrick Henry. I'm trying to write it down, Derrick Henry. All right. My number three, I went with an offensive lineman also, but I went with a different one. I went with Brandon Scher from the Washington football team. Guy's getting paid like $18 million. He's on his second franchise tag deal because they just don't want to get rid of him, but they're trying to find a way to pay him. Um, he can rival David Bakhtiari as far as a left tackle is concerned. He's that good. So I love the Bakhtiari pick. I went with Brandon Scherf. I just think that maybe he's a little bit better a little more seasoned and a little more stout. But Bakhtiari is also a great pick, so I'm not arguing with that at all. But I'm going left tackle at number three, Brandon Scherf. So I definitely agree with what you were thinking about, Damian, over there. You have to have a left tackle. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So we're up to our number twos now, huh? Yeah. All right. So, Nikki, take it away, number two. So number two, I'm taking Chase Young. You guys know I am high on him. I, he was my prediction last year, right? Um, defensive, well, defensive rookie of the year, which yeah. he did. Yep, came true. Yeah. I know he's only got one season, but I think if you're building a team, that is an amazing foundation to start out with. He already looks elite to me, guys, and I, I am not happy. He's in the NFC East. He's a freaking nightmare. But you know, seven point five sacks, twelve QB hits, and fifteen games. So. If you ask me, I like where this kid is headed, and uh, he'd be my number two. How about that? That's a great pick. You know what? I got to be honest with you. Didn't even cross my mind when I was doing my list, and it should have. So damn on me for that. That's really, really great because he's a rookie, and he's already the anchor of that defense. Damien, I think it's an awesome, awesome pick. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great pick, especially if you think about starting a team. You want to start young. Right. Yeah. And no, no pun intended. Yeah, you yeah. you, you want to start with a young player. Oh, and he's. That. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to start with a young player. So, somebody who's what? What is it, like 22, 23 at this point? Yeah. Uh, so, he's being that young, already being dominant, and it's only going to get better from this standpoint. I like that pick a lot. Yeah. I really love that pick. I'm, I'm ashamed that I didn't think of it. Good job, Nikki. All right, D, what's your two? My number two, I went with somebody on the defensive line as well. This guy, but he's still pretty young. Aaron. I know he's cut a little just bit. Yeah, there okay. Do apologize for cutting out there. So, yeah, Aaron Donald, when you think about what he's able to do from defense tackle position, being so dominant, can get you like 20 sacks stop the run, constantly disrupting. And the fact that he's getting that rush up the middle against the quarterback and making the quarterback move off their spot at all times is so valuable. And especially in today's league where quarterbacks are getting getting rid of the ball so quickly and quarterbacks are so mobile, the fact that he's making them think about these things and not letting them be comfortable in the pocket is something that almost can't be measured in how valuable it is. So I got to go Aaron Donald at number two. I mean, this guy gets triple teamed, for God's sake. So I, uh, having him on your list is a beautiful thing, and I have no problem with that whatsoever. So you, Aaron Donald, you're number two. Um, 
may hear his name in a bit. My number two, uh, Nikki, I agree with you. I like Alvin Kamara. He's my number two because he's that back who can do anything. You can put him out wide. You can have him at running back. He's a guy who just, look, he could have scored seven touchdowns and tied that record or broke that record or whatever it was earlier this year. He's amazing. And he can run between the tackles and he can take those hits and he doesn't really get hurt that often. He's, you know, had a few, you know, little things here and there. But other than that, the guy's amazing. You give him the ball and he's taken off. He's a touchdown machine. He's always seven, eight, 10 yards. It's never like one or two yards. So Alvin Kamara is a guy, if I have him at the backfield and I can put him out wide as well and use him like that, that's a man I want on my team. When you're the best athlete on the field, like I talked about with Tyreek Hill before, and Alvin Kamara usually is the best athlete on the field when he's playing, no matter who he's playing. Yep, give me that guy right there, Nikki. So I agree with you, but I have him at number two. Great pick, guys. <laughs> I know you love it, Dink. I know you're loving it. But, you know, I'm going to circle back around to my number one because it's been said already. Damien, you said everything. Aaron Donald, he's my number one. All right, so I'm just going to circle to it real fast and just give it to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. You sit. What else left is there to say? I mean, the guy isn't. There's the reason why he's the defensive player of the year, like every single year. So why would you not want a guy like that on your team? He's what, 26, 27 years old right now, tops, and he's still playing like an animal. And he will continue to play like that for another four, five, maybe even seven years. He's that good. He's in unbelievable shape. Takes such great care of himself. And again, he's the anchor on a defense that makes everybody around him better. So that's why I would have him at number one. You know how Mike, look, I, I'm in the trenches, guys. So that's why I have a left tackle and obviously a defensive lineman in there. That's where the game is won at the line of scrimmage. So that's why I went with those guys. And that's why I have Aaron Donald at number one, Damian. Yeah, great pick. Definitely agree with everything you said there with your number one. Uh, so for my number one, the reason I went with a cornerback at number one is I believe that the NFL is going more and more towards the passing game and the cornerbacks are becoming more valuable than a defensive lineman because defensive linemen can't get to the quarterback because they're getting rid of the ball. So, fast. so you mm-hmm. need cornerbacks who can shut down their position or shut down their side. I think Jalen Ramsey is my number one because you can use them in so many different ways. You can have, you can say, Oh, we want you to shut down this side or we want you to follow this receiver around the whole game. And the Rams were able to do that with him last year, which really made their defense really good. Now, of course, having Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on one squad is going to make your defense great. Sure. But having having Jalen Ramsey there to just set up everything you do as far as you can blitz more, you can disguise more, because you know he's going to handle his situation, whatever you ask him to do. So I think a shutdown corner is so important in today's game. So I'm going with Jalen Ramsey at number one. I was going to put him on my list until I heard that there was a possibility of them moving him to safety this year, given what's gone on in that um, uh, in the uh, defensive backfield over there with the Rams of losing Hill and Johnson. I heard that Ramsey may go to safety. So that's why I left it off because I do believe as well as you, that cornerback is so important in this game where we were talking about Deion Sanders and Darrell Revis and how you're shutting down a whole side of the field. And you don't have that many guys in the game like that nowadays. You know, maybe a Jair Alexander down in Green Bay, you know, something like that. So there's not that many, but Jalen Ramsey as a corner, I'm with you, bro, all the way. So I love the pick. Thank you. Thank you. What do you, Nikki, your turn. Clean it up. You're number one. Clean it up. It's probably the least flashy, least 
sexy pick ever. Uh, but I went Quentin Nelson for my number one. Mm. Um, you guys know I'm with you. Games are won in the trenches. Look, he basically transformed that Colts offensive line. I think he's incredibly dominant. He's played about 3,300 snaps through three years. He's allowed three sacks and only committed 21 penalties. So that is where I'm wow. going for number one. Nice backup there with the stats. I love it. I love it. Because yeah. I never bring any stats. You guys at least have, you know, like facts, to, you know, to prove what you're saying. <laughs> Me, garbage is coming out of my mouth at all times. That's all it is. <laughs> a bunch of nonsense. All right. I like that, right? Those are great picks. And, you know, we focused, again, on, you know, you went with Jalen Ramsey, number one, and I don't have a problem with that because you've got to have a, a – sh- not got to, but if you have a shutdown corner, that makes your entire defense so much easier. But, again – Winning the game in the trenches, going with whether it's David Bakhtiari or Brandon Scherf or Chase Young, Aaron Donald, that's where the game is won. That's where the ball is snapped. So that's why we went there. So great football minds think alike. But also, you got to have the skilled players. Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Tyree Kill for me. I think that he's a guy, you put him on any team with any quarterback, and great things are going to happen. So I think that we all came up with a great list over here. I love it. I love it. So well done on that. But we got one more for you before we get out of here, guys. We got a little dinner, a little fight, and a little club action, baby. So let's get into it right now. You guys ready? ready. <laughs> let's hit it. Yes, All sir. right. You, you want to kick it off? Yeah, so for dinner, fight, club, decided to go a little AFC North action here. You oh. got Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. Or Joe Burrow for Dinner Fight Club. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Nikki's thinking over there. Let's go with Jay first. Yeah, I'm thinking. All right. Um, I'm taking Baker in a fight because he is just a nasty little bastard, man. He just he's he's just got that like about him. You know, he'll plant a flag in your face, basically, is what he'll do. So he's he's pretty nuts. So I'll take him. He'll be he'll be. I don't know if he can fight, but at least I know that he'll throw down. So I know that he'll have my back. So I'm cool with that. Um, Lamar in the club. I mean, come on now. I mean, are you kidding me? I'm not going to take Joe Burrow in the club over Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow will have a nice dinner. We'll talk. He's young. I'll give him good guidance about his future and what he needs to do. You know, that's what I do. I help people. So I'll help that young man out. But me and Lamar are going to go party in the club, Nikki. That's how it's going down. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Lamar in the club. But see, I think I'm going to take Joe Burrow in a fight because I have no confidence in Baker for this dinner that we're going to so i'll make sure i have my credit card with me and we'll go to dinner and i'll just you know i don't know what we'll do we'll just have a nice (laughs) that's funny uh so so i'm gonna take lamar in a fight because he's the most athletic so i think that he'll just off his athletic ability alone he should be good at fighting even if he's not doesn't have good technique just the blur of his hands will <laughs> 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 have people scared. So I'm going to take Lamar in a fight. I'm going to take Joe Burrow in the club. I think Joe Burrow's party aspect is a little underrated when it comes to him. Uh, he's somebody who was known at LSU for getting down a little bit. So I'm going to go with Joe Burrow in the club. And I'm going to take Baker Mayfield to dinner. We can talk about his progressive commercials. Uh, I think he is a good commercial actor. <laughs> and uh, we can also shotgun some beer at dinner as well. <laughs> All right, I'm digging it. Look at that. Very good. Good stuff. All right. All right. Who's got another one over here? Nikki, you got one? I have one, yes. Uh, so I went Mortal Kombat style. 
Oh. Uh, all right. So we have Sonia, Johnny Cage, or Sub Zero. Hmm. That's tough. I'm gonna take Sub Zero in the fight. Mm. Right. Just freeze my enemies. Yeah. We can break them. <laughs> One stop. We good to go. I'm going to the club with Sonia. Have a good time. Dance. I'm going to dinner with Johnny Cage. Uh, Johnny Cage, you know, he can he'll he can talk about himself all day. So he will have I'll be able to tell some good stories from the stories he tells. So Johnny Cage for dinner, Sonya for the club, fight sub zero. Yeah, definitely sub zero in a fight for sure. Um, let me see. I think Johnny Cage in the club, because that would just be I feel like he's so narcissistic. Like I just feel like he would just love like all the ladies around him. And I'll probably go to dinner with Sonia because I want to learn some like self-defense techniques. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. I, I'm definitely taking Sonia out to dinner, 100%. Know that about it. So I want to go to dinner with her. Um, I'm going to take Sub-Zero in the club, though, because he's going to do some crazy magical things. Like he's like icing up the place and making icicles come down from the ceiling or something like that. So I think that he would like liven up the place. Johnny Cage, man. I mean, that's if your name is Johnny Cage and you can't kick ass, then you don't belong having a name Johnny freaking Cage. That's the bottom line. So I'm taking him in the fight. I like that, Nikki. Way to go over there. I like that. All right. Let me give my crazy little one over here. I only did one this week, guys. I don't know how many of you guys got, but I only did one. But I went Boston style on this one, guys. All right. Hear me out. Boston boys. Mark Wahlberg, Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon. Nikki, mm. would you like to go first? Yeah. Okay. So Marky Mark in a fight. Marky Mark. <laughs> We're dating uh, ourselves here. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, all right, Matt Damon looks looks jacked in his new movie, Stillwater. That might be a movie I actually go see. So <laughs> I think I'm gonna take Matt Damon in a fight, but I'm doing that because Ben Affleck is one of my longtime crushes ever, 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 and I'm taking him to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> your husband know about this, <laughs> right? <laughs> It's all good. We all have a list of five lists laminated like in uh, Friends over there. No question. (laughs) What about you, D? What would you do over here? Mark Wahlberg, Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, I'm going to take Mark Wahlberg in a fight. I think that he could throw down a little bit. And his movie Painting Game, you saw saw the gain there. Uh, So I think he can use those muscles in a good way in a fight. Uh, I'm going to go to dinner with Matt Damon. I think Matt Damon would be interested in dinner. Talk about some of his movies. Uh, ben Affleck in the club. He was able to get J-Lo. So in my single days, I'll bring him with me. He can, he can attract some girls. If he can get J-Lo, he definitely can get somebody hot in the club for me as well as a wingman. Yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> if he can get J-Lo, he's doing pretty <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. Right. That's not bad. All right. So for my Boston pack over here, uh, I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going with Mark Wahlberg in a fight. He fights in every freaking movie he's in. Even though Matt Damon was pretty badass in the Born Supremacy and Born This, and I got was born That's on the Fourth yeah. of July, whatever the hell the nope. freaking are. But <laughs> yeah, so Born, yeah, I'll take Wahlberg in a fight. Yeah, yo, he's yeah. If I, I watched Four Brothers the other day. You guys ever see that movie? Nikki hasn't, obviously, yeah. but Damien, maybe you have. You ever seen Four Brothers? Yeah, I've yeah, seen Four I, Brothers. That's yeah. it. I like that movie. Yeah, 
It's a violent ass Detroit movie, man. No doubt. It's good. Andre was in the 2000. He was in that movie. Tyrese Gibson. So, Nikki, you should watch that one if you like uh, Mark Wahlberg and violence and all that crap. That you'll like that movie. Mark Wahlberg and violence (laughs) (laughs) on TV, not in real life. Is it like The Departed? The Departed is a good movie. Yeah, no, Four Brothers is not like The Departed. But Four Brothers is really good. It's a good story about these adopted brothers and how they come back to the old neighborhood and some stuff is going down. It's it's really good. You guys keep adding yeah. to my list. I, I can't keep. See, up. you got to you got to start subtracting from it. Right <laughs> <laughs> there, you go. Keep crossing them all. Cross them all. Guys, do we have do. time for? Do we have time for one? Who's most likely? Yeah, of course we do. Okay, I would like to know out of the three of us. Who is most likely to die first in a horror movie? <laughs> we're talking about movies. Die first oh. in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. See, it wouldn't be Jason because Jason would always be ready for these situations. Mm-hmm. Like he would always be so ready. I'm ready for the paranormal. The paranormal doesn't scare me. I, yeah. I'm ready for it. He's ready for that. Okay. Like, so that's the thing. What type of horror movie is it? Paranormal? Is it a Jason type? We got the slasher coming. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the last horror movie I've seen was Scream. Was what? If it's that kind of movie, I'd be figure that. I'll figure that. Damien would figure that out in five seconds. He would know exactly who the killers were because he's the detective <laughs> of the show. So we, he would wipe them right the hell out. But in a horror movie, well, I'm, yeah, I'm going. I'm not that. Uh, <laughs> you're out. Maybe on first for sure. She says. <laughs> I'm not going to be hiding behind all the chainsaws over there like in that commercial. I definitely won't be doing that. <laughs> but uh, I got this thing. I got it. I only yeah, had I'm one for this week. I don't know. If you're... No, go ahead, Dean. Oh, D cut out a little bit, Nick? I think so. Yeah, I think he cut out a little bit. Damn, we just cut you out a little bit. Try to get back in here because we're about to close things out, baby. He'll come back in. He'll come back. I know he will. I like I let Nikki. I like when you come up with those things. That's pretty good. Who's most likely to out of the three of us to do whatever? I like that. That's pretty good. Even though Maybe I will not. admit, I don't watch horror movies. I really don't. It's not. Why do women love horror movies so much? Do you I like horror movies? No, you I don't. hate horror movies. I don't like to be scared. Uh, like, no, please. I don't want to like, why do you want to purposely scare yourself? Thank like- you. Thank you. That's I'm why I don't like sad movies either. As it is, like I'm like very sensitive to sounds. Like, you know, jump out of my skin. So no, I'm good. <laughs> don't shine the bright lights at her. Watch out. No shining. Don't walk in a hotel room. I I'm telling now. Jeez. He is back. Oh, he man. is back. He is. Uh, we got him. <laughs> man's back in yeah, the house. Yeah, I used to like horror movies. Uh, every once in a while, I might watch a horror movie now. I know Candy, a new Candyman is coming out, and people are excited about that. But for me, Candyman is literally keep my name out your mouth, and he doesn't come around. Like, you don't say his name, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't come out. So people are just stubborn enough to say his name and make him come out. So I wonder how they're going to put a twist on it this time. I might go see that. Um, but I don't really... Yeah, I'm not really a like, oh, let me go see the next horror movie type of guy. More of an action comedy. Uh, I like, you know, just good stories. So, like, yeah, yeah the last I like one I saw in theaters was Cruella. It was a good story. So that's more of my jam now. 
Yeah, I like dramedies, you know, drama, comedies. Those are my favorite. You mix the two together. Like, you know what movie that's awesome? I hope, Nikki, maybe you've seen it. Adam Sandler, Jennifer Anderson, just go with it. Either one of you guys see that movie? That's like what a dramedy is. It's like, you know, it's got a whole plot and a whole this and that, but it's funny all throughout. That just go with it is a movie you guys really should see. It's it's freaking hilarious. It's it's great. It's great. But that whole horror thing and watching like I'll never ever watch the freaking notebook. I don't care how much hype it got in you know back in the day. I'll never watch the notebook ever because I know that I'm gonna cry at the end. Why the hell do I want to cry at the end, the middle, the beginning? Why? I don't want to cry. I don't unless I'm happy. Happy tears are cool. And I don't want to watch horror movies because I don't want some freaking freakish ghoulish monster popping up on the screen like you say, Nick, with the big bright lights and everything like that. No, I don't like that stuff. So more action, comedy, drama. I'm I'm about that stuff. So I'm with you over there. I'm saying, man. Jeez. But it, the next movie I want to watch real quick before we get out of here is Black Widow. Now I have HBO, I'm sorry, Disney. They're charging thirty dollars to watch yeah, that movie. Well mo- you may as well go to the movie theater. To watch I'm saying, movie? right? Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. You know, they're probably thinking like taking kids into account, like like you have a family, maybe you got two kids or whatever, and that would be already the price of admission. And then, you know, at home you can pause, that's, you can get a snack, you can go to the bathroom. That's true. Like if you, you know? do have kids, then thirty dollars isn't that bad. Yeah. But for me, for me alone, I'm like, just like on principle alone, I don't want to pay thirty dollars to watch it. But I really want to watch it. I want to watch Black Widow so bad. But a lot of movies I want to watch, and I ain't got the money for. Money's got to go other places. We got to pay our bills, baby. We got to pay our bills. That's the first thing. But as for tonight, guys, we're freaking out of here. Nikki live in action. Freaking awesome. Love it. Damien bringing the fire. Who cares about them little glips? We get them out of there. Nikki, Nick, tell them what's yeah. up. What's up is my D. I don't know if you saw it. My below deck tweets this Monday were a hit. I need you to oh, okay. need you to catch up on below deck men here for me. I gotta catch up. I didn't. I didn't catch it. Yeah, you gotta catch up. But you guys can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Nikki Nick nine three eight four. As we head into football season, it'll be sports. Right now, it's a lot of reality TV. Love it, love it. Yes, go there. Yeah, you go to the again reality TV queen of the universe, galaxy, whatever you want to call it. That is you, without a doubt. So go there and find that stuff out and more from Nikki Nick nine three eight four. As we get to the real deal, what's going on, partner? Yes, so you can follow me on all social media platforms at the Real Deal W D A on all major platforms. That's the Real Deal W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. Follow me on Twitter. You get a lot of basketball, a lot of boxing. So basketball's about to be over here in a little bit. So a lot of boxing. Of course, a lot of football. More than just the Saints. I'll be watching all the games I can watch. You'll be getting all my thoughts on it. <laughs> and you'll get private practice tweets now as I'm watching that. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll get those as well. So, yeah, go ahead and follow me. You'll get random videos here and there as well. I'm start. I'm going to try to bring back Top 5 Fridays. I've been slacking on that. I'm going to bring back Top 5 Fridays as well. And make sure you check out my podcast, The Real Deal, with Damian Adams. I've been a really appreciating all the support that the show has been getting and it's been just evolving and becoming more and more popular so thank you guys so much for supporting and please continue to do so by subscribing now i'll be bringing a new episode of that one probably on sunday night of the real deal with damien adams talking about boxing 
NFL, NBA, everything. So thank you guys so much for the support and go ahead and follow me now. No doubt. No doubt. And don't just support because I'm saying it. Support because it's freaking awesome. That's the reason why I do the same thing. I can't wait for Top 5 Fridays to come back. I love those. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's the real deal. That's that's why you're the real deal, baby. That's that's what's up. I am just the Sports Prophet. Sports Prophet 1 on Twitter. That's basically where I do all my social media interaction. I'm kind of lazy with all the other crap, but we got a Facebook page up. So make sure you go like that, third and three. Um, of course, follow us, third and three podcast. I'll be on a show tomorrow where our man Frank Fear of the sports column is debuting a show with Frankie and Joey P. So that's going to be on. I'm going to be on with them tomorrow for a while, talking some NFL football, which I can't wait to do. So that'll be great. But we will be back next week, same time, same channel. Be here. We're here. We're going to have fun. And we got the AFC South coming up next week and more fun and more tricks coming from Tricky Nikki with Knowledge with Nikki. Damien, you're the man. Nikki, unbelievable to see you. Great show. Peace out, guys. We love you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks, Mom.